right. We're still on the chapter on vision. We're studying the book, uh, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0, by the number one leadership expert in the world, John C. Maxwell, number one leadership and management expert in the world. In his book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0, and we're on the chapter on vision. And we're on what you can see determines what you can be. What you see determines what you can be. Doesn't that make sense? We had just finished talking about um, the first ideal that's dealing with um, uh, the first ideal needed to uh, the first ideal dealing with uh, that really stir my desire to dream big. Begin to wonder how I could help others in a big way. It came away from reading Alan's book with two great lessons. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Two great lessons. The first one we talked about, which was uh, you needed to cherish your ideals, and we talked about that. And now the second one is it says you need to mine for gold. Alan wrote only by searching and mining the gold and diamonds of thing, our golden diamonds obtained. And man can find every truth connected with his being if he will dig deep into the mind of his soul. The vision we embrace as leaders comes from within us, from our best thoughts and noblest ideals, but we have to work to bring them to the surface. Having vision as a leader is my responsibility. It's your responsibility. So what does that mean? It means that today, traditional school just teaches us to regurgitate information. But it takes strength and power, discipline to dig into your own mind and find the gems that are there and to bring them to the surface. It, 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 it's when you do that, that is when you really find your vision and what you can really accomplish. It all comes within. You say the conscious and subconscious, and you wonder where those ideas come. Well, if you realize that everything is universal and comes from a single source, and we said power is God, God is within us. So when you say, oh, man, that idea came to me, God gave you that idea. Many times ideas come God gives them to us. A lot of times we ignore them because we've been trained to just regurgitate information around us, and that's the culture. But those of us who want to make a difference, an impact in the world, will we'll nurture those ideas. That's why it's important to carry a notebook to put ideas in. When they come at the most craziest time, you're standing in line, at night, you wake up in the middle of the night with an idea. If you don't get up and write it down, it's gone forever. And then later, you find someone develops what you thought of six months earlier. All because you didn't develop the idea. But had you developed it, had you captured it, it would have made all the difference to the world. So that was... That was the end of that chapter. What you see is what you can be. 
But the next chapter really starts to get good because we talk about you can only, you can see only what you're prepared to see. Now that has to do with our awareness. So what you have to understand is you, you can only think as far as your experience and knowledge takes you. In order to think further, we have to surround ourselves with people at different levels that have achieved those things that we're trying to achieve. Because when we do that, then our awareness is expanded because people at different levels of awareness can then pour their ideas into us. And we can understand and realize what we thought was a limitation or what we believed was it. We finally realized that that's not really a limitation. And then we can then dig in and figure out how to get things done. It's kind of interesting. I think it's the one. Yeah, this is a great story um, that I thought I'd share with you. This came from, uh, this is in the chapter, you, you can only, you see only what you are prepared for. And it's great because it really emphasizes the point that we're making here about the awareness. So this German statesman Conrad Adenauer said, we all live under the same sky, but we don't have the same horizon. Everyone has the potential to possess vision, but not everyone does. And that's a function of their perspective. In, in A Savior for All Seasons, William Baker relates the story of a bishop from the East Coast who paid a visit to a small Midwestern religious college around the beginning the beginning of the 20th century. He stayed at the home of a college president who also served as the, professors, the college's professor of physics and chemistry. After dinner, the bishop mentioned that he thought just about everything in nature had been discovered and all inventions had been conceived. The college president politely disagreed and said he felt there would be many more discoveries when the bishop challenged the president to name just one such invention, the president replied he was certain that within 50 years, we would be able to fly. Nonsense, replied the bishop. Only angels, only angels are intended to fly. The bishop's name was Milton Wright. He had two boys at home, Orville and Wilbur, who would prove to have greater vision than their father. The father and his sons both lived under the same sky, but they didn't have the same horizon. If we want to possess a vision for our leadership, we need to prepare for it. We need to anticipate it. And when we possess positive anticipation and are excited about what's ahead, we're highly motivated and prepared diligently. When we do this consistently, our sense of anticipation becomes the catalyst of inspiration. That goes back to that story I related to at my job when we had that vision, that goal to double the double. And when we came up with that, it just drew everyone to it and, and it created such a synergistic force that we would not be denied. And that's why we ended up achieving what we did achieve. We achieved the goal because 
it was there. The vision was there. We knew what it was. We weren't sure how to get there, but everyone worked hard and we made it. It is, so it is with you. Find that vision for yourself. Find that passion that you have. And then determine a vision for that passion and then live it out. You'll be so glad that you did. It's always a pleasure spending time investing in your life as I invest in mine. Now, these stories are great for me. They're also great for you. It's all about our awareness. I, just that one story again about the lady with the frying pan. When she cooked the ham, she would cut the ends off. And her daughter asked her, Mom, why do you cut the ends of the ham off? And she said, I don't know. My mom used to do it. So they asked her grandmother. And she said, I don't know. I Grandma used to do it, so I used to do it. So they asked the great-grandmother. And, of course, she said, silly, that's simple. The pan was only so big, we had to cut the ends off in order for it to fit in the pan. So that limitation was a limiting limitation that existed when her grandmother was younger and they only had a certain size pan. But today, they were wasting parts of the ham only because they didn't challenge the question. Their awareness was not increased. Once they increased their awareness, they became much greater in what they could do. They realized they were cutting off the ham unnecessarily all because they didn't understand why it was done in the first place. Traditions can be challenged. We're taught not to think. We're taught to regurgitate information. <coughs> Excuse me. So we must learn. We must train ourselves to think beyond those limitations in the future. That's all I got for you today. Until tomorrow, you have a great evening as we tackle, as we tackle what you see is what you get, better known as WYSIWYG, and we'll get into that tomorrow. You'll learn all about it. Thank you. Have a good evening.